Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Lights, camera, rock and roll. Music plays a huge role in film. And in this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're taking another look at movie soundtracks. Soundtracks have given us some incredibly iconic songs over the last 80 years. Just think about it. Purple Rain, The Bodyguard, Titanic, Saturday Night Fever, 8 Mile, Ghostbusters, Footloose, Robin Hood, Judgment Night, Guardians of the Galaxy, Pulp Fiction, Singles, Gross Point Blank, The Lion King. I could keep going, but we have a show to do. Grab some popcorn and a soda, recline your seat, and silence your damn cell phone because we're about to press play on our favorite movie soundtracks. It's showtime. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 79. My name is Bruce Kramer, and I'm behind the microphone and the computer tonight. If that makes me the director of the show, this would make the next person the star performer, the one and only Ryan McCusker. Are you rocking? Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by Boldfoot Socks, as well as McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia. And our show is proudly part of the family at the Pantheon Podcast Network. It was actually a seltzer that I opened. So yeah, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you caught me off guard there. I was like, I know, oh, I know. I'm like, only you, pal. Maybe the warden, but only you. What's going on, brother? I'm rocking. Everything's cool. You know, I, I go with it. Right on, man. Yeah. You know, I am a huge fan of movies. The only thing I know more about than music is movies and soundtracks are a big part of movies. Sometimes the songs are bigger than the movies. It's great. Cause we did do an episode on soundtracks, like episode three. 
yeah. like way back then. It was before we even were playing music clips. We were like, let's do it again because we didn't we didn't talk. We didn't play any of these songs. No, we're a little bit more together now. Yeah, we got our shit together. Uh, dude, we opened with Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. That is one of my that's one of my favorite rock and roll songs. Yeah, I mean, I tie that song in with the Breakfast Club. I can't help it. I play the song with my band, and I call it the Breakfast Club song. I hey, people know it. that as the song from the Breakfast Club as much as they know it as the Simple Mind song. I mean, how cool was it at the end? Judd Nelson's walking down the football field, and he just he has Molly Ringwald's earring in his ear, and he's fucking rocking. You know, right on. Yeah, I, there's so many of these songs that are just uh, they're just tied to the movies, right? It's said it's just they're just connected forever. Do you have a favorite movie? Oh man, um, I do. Um, it's probably Shawshank Redemption. There's no like music from that though. It's no. like a score. But uh, you know, I was thinking, let's have some fun with this soundtrack idea in the bar they play a game they play on the jukebox they play a song on the jukebox and they have to guess what movie the song came from so i say we do that with our listeners maybe we'll have a little fun give them a little time to figure out what movie it was from and then we'll give them the answer you know i dig it yeah man let's have some fun are you allowed to do this in the bar or they do they ban you from doing it my very good comrade jesse told him this is his idea from the start he started doing this in the bar and i kind of bit off of him for the okay show. cool <laughs> jesse's a good guy so it's, i'm sure he he's the mad. greatest he's yeah the jesse's greatest. awesome yeah so, jesse's a good dude all right here we go Now, do you, Mr. Bruce Kramer, know what that song movie is from? Absolutely, man. That is from Top Gun. That is also one of the most iconic. Chicken dinner. And I knew that not just because I have Spotify open (laughs) playing the songs. (laughs) I I knew that, man. That is uh, also one of the most iconic soundtrack songs ever. It was one of the first records I ever had of my own money, like cassette tapes, let's say. I got a okay. Walkman. I got a Walkman for Christmas, and this was the first cassette I bought with my own money. And it was rock. Kenny Loggins is great. It's very 80s, but there's a couple songs from that soundtrack, too, that have that same, like that Berlin song is, it makes me think of Top Gun. Take My Breath um, Away. Yeah. Yeah, that song stinks. Yeah. Yeah, ah, dude, that's a great 80s love song. Yeah, next thing you're going to know is you're going to play it. <laughs> now, we're, we got so much on here. We got so much uh, stuff that we need to cover. But, yeah, and of course, um, you know, it's not on the uh, it is on, no, I think Otis Redding is on the soundtrack, right? Um, oh, God. Yeah. Th- that was like that was the first time I ever heard, I think, Doc of the Bay. 
Great Balls of Fire is on here. You lost oh, yeah. that love and feeling. Yeah, that's a music is a big part of that movie, man. Right, the guys all standing around singing. You lost that love and feeling together. I love the uh, follow up movie they did a couple years ago, the Maverick movie. Yeah, I liked it too. Like Goose's Kid, you know that was that was a, it was tasteful. You know, I really dug it. It had just enough like throwbacks to the old movie, but it was still like fresh. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You gotta Dude, know that one, right? I mean, we're got both from the tri-state from the, area, brother. Right, right. We're from the <laughs> Philadelphia metro area. It's a uh, you know from Rocky Four, Eye of the Tiger. Uh I think it's for like a few other Rocky movies too. But yeah, I think it, it was, was it was like well. represented in all the movies. But man, you know, I know what it is right from that riff right in the beginning. Sure. Good shit. I mean, what's more influential than Rocky? You know, a guy that's no no special anything. He's kind of a bum, you know, and and he comes up on top. Yep, you know, just that, a ham and Yeah, he you know he beats up people for a living, and he's not very no, you know, he's not a very likable character until you start seeing the little bit more sen- sen- sensitive he is, and you know, the, with the storytelling of uh, here's this opportunity in front of him. You know, why him kind of thing. But I think, you know, besides the rest of the movies, if they only made the first one and the second one, it would have been the greatest story ever. Like like the Godfather. Like they should have never made the third one. Like one and two is just the shit. They should have just made one and two Rocky and that's it. I like the fourth one. Um, Everybody does. Yeah. That was our generation. Who doesn't want to beat the Russians? Um, the fourth one also has some there's some other good music on there too like Living in America James Brown is on there yeah, that John yeah. Cafferty song Hearts Are On Fire what a great song great it song is. John Cafferty we talked about him before man just uh, that Jersey Shore sound except he just got wiped off the board by Springsteen uh, talking of him uh, he did a little song for a soundtrack Bruised and battered, I couldn't tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. I saw my reflection in a window and didn't know my own face. Oh, brother, gonna leave me wasting away in the streets of Philadelphia. I mean, it gives it away, the title of the movie right there. Of course. Mid nineties, early nineties, Springsteen, not the best of his creative output, but that is a good song. But what a great movie to raise an eyebrow to a situation that was going on in America at the time. You know, here's Tom Hanks, well known actor. Character gets AIDS. Yep. You know, you know, um 
And Denzel Washington's in that, and he's one he's of the, the lawyer. Like, right. And Denzel Washington is one of those guys, like, I'll go see a movie that he's in just because he's in it. Like, he's that yeah. good. Yeah. He's good in that movie. But, you know, it's not, it's, it's a different kind of movie. But the song is, is you know, Springsteen. How can we not play it? So it was interesting. The, if you ever see the video of it, it sounds a little different because he's uh, in the video. He's walking around Philadelphia. Yeah, that's my, that's my hood. That's yeah. my hood right there. Absolutely. It, it's because he's um, he's wearing a mic and he's singing it live as he's walking. So oh, it wow. sounds it's not like he's not lip syncing over it. He insisted that he sang the word. So if you ever watch the video, it sounds a little different because he's oh, actually wow. singing it. There you go. So you learned I something. No idea. There you go. I can't um, wait for Springsteen, dude. I'm ready. I was watching his uh, Broadway thing on Netflix this week. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, but I had to watch it again. It was fucking awesome. It's almost, I remember reading his book and I was getting a little jealous of like how well written it was. I'm sure he had some help, but just uh, the storytelling in it was just really, as somebody who writes for a living, it was like, man, he's really good at this. I mean, he's, he wrote all those songs. I'm not surprised. He's a good, yeah. you know, writer, tells a story. Look at all those stories he told in everybody's head all those years, you know? The um speaking of Springsteen, you know, like at the in his orbit is uh Southside Johnny in the Asbury Jukes. He was just playing the fiftieth anniversary show at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park this weekend and he like collapsed on stage. No. Um, yeah, he's okay. He okay. I think he just was like heat exhaustion or something, but it was uh, I mean, South Southside Johnny's like seventy five years old. But yeah. yeah. I've seen him in concert. You ever see him? Yeah. Yeah, he I have. It. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite, but I you're right. He brings it and he's very important in the Jersey Shore sound. They were like the house band, right, at the Stone Pony for a long time where Springsteen cut his teeth. But what was funny in that Broadway play thing Springsteen did, he's like there was no Jersey thing until I came up. I invented right. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, there was no Jersey Shore. I invented it. <laughs> that book was really good. The Netflix special is really good. And the uh, the Philadelphia soundtrack's got some other good songs on it, too. That's an album. Like, I pulled it up as it was just playing. I haven't listened to that since. Shit. I had the CD. I don't think I ever day. listened to it. I had the single. There's, um, it was on the greatest hits, I believe. I don't know. It's, yeah, it is. There's like a Neil Young song on there. Philadelphia is pretty good. Sade was on there. The Spin Doctors cover Credence, which is a little weird, but there was That's a couple weird songs. Yeah, there's a couple in that um that Italian opera song that Tom Hanks's character listens to as he's dying was on there. Not um not the most uplifting soundtrack I've ever no. heard, but there was some good no. tunes on there. It's a serious movie. Yeah. All right, here we go. Another classic, right? If you can't be into movies and not know that that's from Beverly Hills Cop with oh, the legendary dude. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, God. They were great movies. They're making a, a – I don't know why, but they're making a new one. I saw that. 
they got all those dudes, Judd Reinhold's and that, and whoever the other guy was, he's still alive. He's going to be yeah. in it. I'll check it out. No, I'm, I love Eddie. I was just saying, I wish Eddie Murphy made more adult humor movies, but he just makes all these Disney movies all the time. He he made like a Christmas movie this past year. That yeah, was I like, watched it. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was hokey, yeah. but it was it was all right. Um, Eddie Murphy. I wish he would do a, a comedy stand up movie again, like Raw. You know, imagine all the shit he could talk about. He could just talk about ten minutes about his brother. Right, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Unity. Murphy. <laughs> Darkness. I feel like he. Um, I don't know, man. Like he just kind of dis- he disappears every couple of years, and then he comes back. And uh, not not Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy just kind of yeah. comes back and makes a movie, I, and he goes away. And he, um, I talk about I that. Uh, I talk that with my wife a lot. I'm like, why so and so hasn't made a movie or music in a long time? Like he doesn't need to. Yeah, I don't think Eddie Murphy's been the same since he's been caught with that transvestite. I think he, he totally got into his church and just said, oh, whatever. I made a mistake, you know, but he is so talented. Just look at all the Saturday Night Live things he did. Like, you know, he imitate James Brown, he imitate Little Richard, he imitate Stevie Wonder. He he could do it all. He was so great. M- you know, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like he was so you know, he was in all those movies and you know, Nutty Professor and uh and then he you know, he said he just kind of disappears every once in a while. And you're right, between the movies and the the comedy stuff and raw, right, is like one of the most iconic comedy albums ever made. He's definitely one of the greatest of all time. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe he just took what uh, Richard Pryor did and brought it another way in. But Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest. Yeah, he can do it all. He does it all. It's like and some of the best like montage music comes out of eighties movies. Oh yeah, I that's now we all know that is from Footloose, one of the greatest movies of all time. You know, Kevin Bacon saves the world by teaching everybody how to dance. <laughs> right, <laughs> right on. Uh, that soundtrack is is amazing. You know, we had it on vinyl as a kid. You know, Kenny Loggins. Another yep. another smash hit he had. I think that Bonnie Tyler song is better than Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I. Uh, I don't know I, a third Bonnie Tyler song. No, no, but, no. So I wonder which ones played more on Spotify. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart has about seven hundred and six million plays, and that one has about four hundred and two million plays. So. Oh wow. Yeah, and she has that cool kind of raspy, uh, smoke oh, too, too many cigarettes voice. I love it. You know, that's rock and roll. 
you know, you don't really hear that kind of voice anymore in rock and roll. Everybody's so clean. Everybody's so clear. It's she too sounds perfect. A, yeah, she sounds a little bit like the um the the girl that was in um shit. We are the world sang with Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, yeah. Kim Carnes. Yes. Yeah. Same that same kind of real smoky uh uh the shit. The lady that Kathleen Turner, like that type of voice. Oh, Kathleen Turner's so sexy. Not anymore, but she was. You ever see Serial Mom? I don't think so. Oh man, what a great fucking movie that is. If you ever okay. if you ever get a chance, watch that movie. She is uh-huh. awesome in that. Let's keep on moving. Let's, I got the next one for you. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you gotta hang tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dream. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. And nothing's gonna Dude, I love it. I know. Obviously, that is from the Karate Kid movie. Daniel okay. Russo, winner. <laughs> I'm glad we played that and not that Peter Cetera song. No, that was from the <laughs> second one. Nobody cared about the second movie. It was all about the first one. Do you watch uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix? I do not. Really? I'm, yes. I'm shocked to hear, to hear that. that really? Maybe I'll that. start watching it. Yeah, just just yeah, knowing now, how much you're into movies, I'm surprised. Yeah, I I know it's about like the other side of the coin, like Johnny's side of it. Like, here's this kid that moved into the neighborhood and fucked everything up for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he, yeah, exactly. And he's all grown up, and he's kind of a alcoholic and a and a fuck up. And he, uh, yeah, it's it's good, man. And it's pretty much they're they're running out of characters to dig up and bring back. But uh, I think the upcoming season is the last one. I'm looking forward to it. It's good. Okay, got, I'll I'll definitely put it on my list. It it also has just that kind of like Top Gun. It has just enough like fan throwback. service to like yeah, throwback stuff, but it's still kind of fresh. It's cheesy at some point, like some of the fighting, but it's worth checking out. It's good. Yeah. But the the wax on, wax off. Yeah. You know, he gets friggin' Elizabeth shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, uh the rich girl, the poor kid goes out with the rich girl. Yep. You know, it's like my, he gets that fat ass car that Mr. Miyagi gives him. Yep. That yellow. That was my dream car as a kid. Elizabeth Shue was in the car too at the <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that car is in the it shows up in Cobra Kai. I don't remember, but really? I'll watch yeah, it I watch just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Elizabeth Shue was in it, but I love Pat Morita. You know what I love yeah. Pat Morita in was the episodes of Happy Days he was on. When he okay. was Arnold, yep. I he was the greatest. He was so funny, man. And he did such a serious role in The Karate Kid. And he was this, this hardcore comedian before he did The Karate Kid. You know, he was brilliant. He was a brilliant actor. And he's just a dude now. Like you just you can't see him in anything without thinking he's uh Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi. Yeah. He's been gone for a long time. He has been, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's keep on rocking. Uh, All right. Let's go to the next one. 
Boingo, boingo. Boingo, boingo. Jack Skeleton himself. Yes, Danny Elfman. Oh, he is a brilliant dude. And Oingo Boingo is a kick-ass band. They were on my list. They put out an album. Well, they changed the band changed his name to just Boingo in like night. They put out an album in '94, which was pretty good. I wanted to, it was on the list to play. I wanted to talk about the last episode, and we we just were talking for so long. I didn't play it, but they oh. covered like a, they covered like I Am the Walrus from the Beatles and some other weird. weird stuff. But he's he's cool, man, and he's so talented, dude. He yeah. is. Yeah, if you don't know Danny Elfman, if you have ever watched TV or a movie, chance you've, you've heard some, him. everything from the Simpsons theme to God knows what else. That's exactly it. God's theme song. He's done it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the movie Weird Science, what a great movie that is. Michael Anthony Hall. He was great in it. I forget the little dude's name. And what was her name? I don't remember. That's a movie I haven't seen. And I can tell you, it's a movie I haven't seen in in 30 years. But you remember the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Weird Science. There's a lot of great one-liners in there. And, you know, when Anthony Michael Hall is all blasted and he's talking to to all all the, uh, the gentlemen at the club, He's yeah. like, this will kick me in the balls. Kick me in the nuts. <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. That's who she, uh, The Woman in Red. That was another movie. She that still looks song. good. Her Wikipedia page says. She's yeah, still, she's gorgeous. Yeah, that's like, well, she's 10 years older than that. Her Wikipedia page is from 2014, her photo, but it says she's like 64 now. Whatever, man. She looked aging more gracefully than I am. So what the hell do I know? No. I love I love when the grandparents show up and like they're, the party's going on and they're like, get out of this house. <laughs> and then they they like uh, freeze them in time and they put them in the fucking cupboard. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I, I could do this all night long, Bruce. Uh, you know what, dude? I, I got a song. I want to I want to throw a little curveball. I got a song. It wasn't on here and I should have put it on here. It should right, be on the playlist go. here. I love it. Let's go. Now that is from the greatest animation movie ever. The touch from Transformers, the movie, not the uh, original, not the crappy Michael Bay <laughs> movies. Oh man, what a great movie! You know, Optimus Prime dies. Man, how crushing was that when we were kids, dude? As a little kid, that was my favorite cartoon. I remember like running home to watch that, oh, and yeah. then, and then the friggin' movie comes out and. <laughs> <laughs> they killed like all these people yeah. in like the first like 10 minutes. Like Megatron shoots like Ironhide in the face with his cannon and kills him. Yeah, like this whole series is over after this movie. Yeah, right. And they, they said they just killed them all off so they could introduce new characters for the toys. Yeah, but... yeah that was Hot Rod from the new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... That's great. Do you remember in Boogie Nights? This is the song that Dirk Diggler sang in the in the, in the studio when he was making a record. Yeah, what song this is, is that? That's this song. Oh, 
Oh my God! No, I didn't even recognize. <laughs> no, oh, dude, you could pull that up on YouTube of him singing this. You got the power. All right. <laughs> I totally forgot. I totally forgot that was what he was singing. Yeah, oh, when I saw that in the theater, I busted out laughing. I automatically knew it was from the Transformers movie. Like uh, I, I saw that. I saw Boogie Nights in the theater, and I literally start cracking up. That's I thought it's funny how he's singing in the in the uh, scene anyway. But sure. the song is fucking classic and. Just the whole scene is hysterical. That song's in the Transformers movie in like seven different places, too. It's like the every time they get it on. Like, yeah. Such an 80s, yeah. Such an 80s sounding rock and roll song. Man, what a great fucking love movie it. I love that song. Love it. Let's keep on moving, brother. All right, dude. Dude, is that the warden doing that? <laughs> Dude, I was thinking, I was like, that should be the warden's theme song. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. But it was from Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Off. Ferris Bueller, of course. He was also in The Secret of My Success. Do you remember that movie? I do. Michael I couldn't, J. Fox. Yeah. Yes. It was one of those Michael J. Fox movies. Um, How can you forget when he's around messing around that mustang and they're just playing that song you know it's pure pure awesome that's a totally to me that's a that's a that song like oh is that song oh yeah that was macho man's theme song should have another been anyway. another dude you could another band couldn't tell you two songs that they wrote uh yellow but you hear that in, it was in commercials and movies and all kinds oh my of god stuff. it was everywhere yeah it was in so many things. It was just now it's just like a cliche thing that you see. Like they play that song because it's such a throwback. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. I love the, the uh, techno beat in the background. And it was probably made on a little Casio, you know? They're probably way ahead of their time for like electronic music whenever the hell this came out. And it's like two German dudes. Oh, yeah. But it says they're still making music. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Let's just keep on rolling. Here's the next one.
uh, my favorite movie of all time, brother. Back to the Back future. To the future. Uh, there, there is no better like bar band, right? They're they're a bar band that made it huge. Oh, the news is the shit, man. They were such a great bar band, like you said, man. I bet they could play anything. I bet you they go up there and they got a couple charts and boom, 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 boom. And I think Huey Lewis could sing anything. He had such a you know? cool voice, man. Right? Like we we were talking in the uh, "We Are the World" thing, like. Uh, how long they were trying to get him just to sing those two notes or there's two lines he in that documentary on netflix they were saying how he sang prince's part that's some because he could to fill yeah, yeah yeah he's he was like in his vocal range yeah it's, it kind of surprises me that they never got nominated for the rock and roll hall of fame just because the number of hits that they had in like the 80s and you know they kind of petered out in the 90s and but Who stairs still. man look at all the they were the sound of the 80s, man. You know? And Huey Lewis is in the movie. Did you right. know that? He's the... Uh, in the beginning when they're trying out for their, for the school dance. And the, the guy with the principal stand... Not the principal. The teacher stands up the megaphone. And he's like, you're just too darn loud. That's Huey Lewis. That's Huey Lewis? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I know these things because I'm a movie geek, bro. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. All right. Keep rolling. That's how I feel when we do the show with the warden clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. <laughs> that was from the infamous scene in Reservoir Dogs. I can't hear that song without thinking of Michael Madsen dancing with the ear. Or he's he's like, can you hear this? Yeah, he's he, dancing with the razor. And he throws it over his shoulder like it's nothing. Like it's a it's like a peel of off of orange. <laughs> like, you know. I love Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't love Quentin Tarantino movies as much as Quentin Tarantino loves feet, but I do love Quentin Tarantino movies. I love Tarantino. I, all his movies, like everything. He's he's great. He, I love, you know, the guy can get away with saying anything. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> you know, it's like he's got like a he's got a. I don't know how you say Kurt Blanche to say whatever right. he wants. Like racially, he gets away yeah. with it. Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors. Him and the um the Cohen brothers. Are oh my, yeah, my favorites. As we're on Tarantino films, maybe you can guess this next one. That is such it? a f- 
It's from Pulp Fiction. That is such Pulp a Pulp Fiction. Absolutely. But it's Urge Overkill doing it, not Neil Diamond. It's such a friggin' great soundtrack that came out in 1994, something we totally missed last week. Oh, how did we miss that? Right. Jungle Boogie. Uh, Jungle so, Boogie. There's so much cool music on that soundtrack, man. The Al Green song is great. The Dusty Springfield song. There's a um, lot of dialogue on there, too, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I always had little clips. The movie Dick Dale is on there, of course, and uh, just just a great soundtrack. Great movie. He makes like Django Unchained is one of my favorite fucking movies. Like that's such a great all around movie. The movie he made with the uh, Hollywood, whatever it was called, that was a great fucking movie. The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was a great movie, man. I really liked that. Yeah. I yeah, like how my, uh, Tarantino like sets up his his movies in alternate worlds. Yeah, like, this could have happened this way. He also does a really good job of incorporating music into his movies. He's he's the best at it. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know. Dude, I love that song. I love that movie, man. Yeah. The Lost Boys is one of the greatest vampire movies ever. They didn't make vampires sexy. They didn't fucking have dreamy eyes or whatever the fuck it was. They were killers. You know? Did they make a remake of that or reboot? I think they did. I think with the Corys were in it. I don't know. Anyway, but that, yeah, that dude, that song is awesome. I still listen to that song every once in a while. You know what's awesome in that movie is that saxophone player in the beginning of it. He's kick ass. You see him around the circuit every once in a while. Like session, doing session stuff. No, like he's out, like playing gigs. Like, oh, okay. See the guy okay. from the Lost Boys. Like, the okay. big <laughs> well, hey. He's like, he's got the chain around his neck gotta, and shit. Gotta keep he's hustling. all steroid up. He's all, yeah, man. If you're known for something, keep going with it, bro. That that's the way I look at it. You got yep. a gimmick, roll with the gimmick. Speaking along that theme of soundtracks. Yeah, let's keep on going. This was another dark industrial kind of movie at the time. It was different. It was really popular and the soundtrack was even bigger. Wow, what a great song that was, man. Bird what a great movie off of the for Crow the movie The Crow soundtrack. How big was that soundtrack? Yeah, so that we'd mentioned that real briefly that came out in 1994. And uh, you're right, dude. That's That album 
was I remember that just flying off the shelves. I remember Brandon Lee flying across building from building when that song is playing in the movie. Like I was just watching not too long ago. It's it still stands up, man. It's, it, held, it held up. Oh yeah, totally. I'm not a big Cure fan, but that song is uh, it's a little darker than some of their other stuff. Like the bass is real heavy. Yeah, I love the Cure. I wish I could have fucking seen them when they came around, but they sold out so fast. Okay, let's keep on rolling. Oh, uh, what movie is that from? I had to look that one up. Are you, you kidding me. me? You got me. Dude, I hope I got some other people out there. Come on. Fight the Club. ending of Fight Club. When they I blow only, up all I the buildings ever, and shit. Yep. I only ever watched that movie once. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> That's something I watch all the time. There's so many good quotes in there. You're missing out, boy. You're missing okay. out. That should be like watched every like six months. <laughs> If you're if you're Generation X, you should have to watch that movie every six months. I I like the Pixies. I mean, they were on my we did an episode on uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. They were on my list. People I thought they should have gotten nominated. I'm surprised they're not. But the hell do I know? That is a cool song, though. Yeah, great song. Let's keep on moving, brother. Oh, that's a heartbreaking song to a heartbreaking movie, man. I get totally. Uh, I can't hear that and not see John Cusack holding the boombox and say anything. Uh, say anything, man. That is a coming to age movie. That that like just speaks to generations. Like you know, it doesn't matter when that movie was made, like with the time signature or the movie or the songs or whatever. Love is can always be told in a story, you know. The '80s were really good at making those coming of age movies, like The Breakfast Club and Say Anything, and uh, you know, there's, there's a whole there's a whole ton of them. Cameron Crowe made that movie, and he just he did. A, he has a history of making awesome rock and roll movies. He made singles, of course. Singles is a great fucking movie with a great fucking soundtrack. He did Almost Famous. Yep. With an awesome soundtrack, awesome movie. He did Vanilla Sky. That also has a great soundtrack. You know, Kevin Crow makes great films. He knows his music. He was a writer for Rolling Stone magazine at like 13 years old. 
If you never saw Almost Famous, it's his story. I suggest any rock and roller should go out and watch it. But yeah, um, Lloyd, poor Lloyd, chased the girl all the way to England. England. But anyway, let's keep on trying. Yeah, all right. Oh, I love Dirty Dancing, dude. I think, I don't know, maybe there's something wrong with me being, I I mean, the story of a, a middle-aged man falling in love with a 16-year-old girl or 18-year-old girl. It is a weird movie. You watch it and like Patrick Swayze is like 40, you know, and, and Baby is like 18. A little weird. Yeah, I, I did not like that movie growing up. My sister and my mom used to watch it all the time. And uh, but as I've gotten awesome, older, dude. the soundtrack is really good, and it's a great. Uh, you know what? And a lot of these movies, the soundtracks are great ways to kind of get an introduction to like older music. Like Pulp Fiction is great at that. This one, singles, I the fucking the Forrest Gump soundtrack was like introduced me to like classic rock. Amazing, amazing yeah, right, soundtrack. Right. Yeah, Forrest Gump is like. I mean, that's a history lesson. It's just like here, you want an introduction of. Uh, American rock and roll from the 50s to the 80s here, right? I was going to try to put something with Forrest Gump on here, but, but that's way too easy. Yeah. There's, you could play 10. We could have an episode all on the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Right. I mean, a lot of these soundtracks, too, you're playing. Um, there's multiple songs from these movies that were like, oh, man, that was good, too. Like, oh, shit, Dirty Dancing and Footloose. And yeah, just really cool. Pulp Fiction. This next song. I want to, we have a new listener out there, Bruce. She's our number one listener out there. And her name is Priscilla. And this song goes out to her because I know this is her favorite movie. Empire Records. Empire Records, man. It's Rex it's, Manning Day. It was a big deal for us working in a music store when this album came out. When we just go on the record, working in our record store was nothing like working in that <laughs> nothing record like store. That. <laughs> nothing like that at all. We didn't have anybody look like Liv Tyler either. No, or Renee Zellinger. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, Priscilla, there you go, babe. Right on. That's a good soundtrack. I haven't listened to that one in a long time either, but just looking at it, there's some uh, your favorite Toad to Wet Sprockets on here. So, so <laughs> some other, um, that Edwin Collins song, Girl Like You, came from that, uh, you know, 
just yeah there's some good stuff on there hmm. i'll be the judge of that all right let's keep on going let's get some metal in here let's see if anybody can recognize this Oh man, Megadeth, man! Last Action Hero soundtrack. It was also um, a really good soundtrack. Oh my god, it was great. I had a, Anthrax was on there. Queen's Right was on there. There was an awesome version of Dream On from Aerosmith on there. Um, Allison Chains is on Allison, there. Yeah, and the movie was awesome. I love the Last Action Hero. Yeah, it was like it was cheesy, but it was supposed to be it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Kid pops into a movie. I mean, come on, bro. That's a movie I saw in the theater, and I went out and I ran out and bought the soundtrack right afterwards. I was that did do. Yeah, I was that geeky, bro. Right on. I don't know, man. Why don't we take a little break? Let's take five. Smoke them if you got them. All right. Stick around. We'll be back. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in the Cuskers. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCuskers Tavern. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. 
I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus, I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by Boldfoot Socks. We're proud to have them on board because they just make a great product. Their motto is grown here, sewn here, because Boldfoot Socks are made in America. They have a variety of styles and designs for everything from going to work, working out, or doing a podcast and talking about music soundtracks. They're also just great people. Every pair is made in America with materials that are grown in America. So as soon as you're done listening to us, head on over to boldfoot.com and check them out. Look at all the different styles they have. Tell them the warden sent you. That's boldfoot.com. Oh, All right, man. And St. Almost Fire, dude, that's another, that's just a great 80s rock song. Yeah, I mean, the movie's great, too. I mean, uh, another coming-of-age movie. Sure. I believe it was a John Hughes movie. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, I mean, he made a lot of great movies. Uh, that was like a coming-of-age, right out of college. Everybody's fucking their life up. It's like what you're supposed to do after college. <laughs> <laughs> The 80s were great, man, for uh, coming of age movies and just rocking soundtracks. Yeah. 80s, it was like all these movies were fun. You know, like, I don't know if they make movies fun like these anymore. You know, the soundtrack goes along with a good movie. You know, what was, what's the biggest soundtrack to a movie that came out was probably the Taylor Swift soundtrack yeah it was like does that count because it's kind of like a concert thing right yeah but there's probably stuff out there but we don't even know about because we're, we're older you, you know right but i don't knows? watch a ton of modern movies but no but one of the greatest 80s movies of all times 
had the song in it. I get happy right when I hear that fucking song, man. That was my favorite movie growing up. I still, I might go watch that tonight when we're done, man. You should. I heard they were making a sequel for after the last 20 years. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, I heard that too. Don't. I mean, yeah. I hope I, they don't. I don't want them to fuck it up, man. You know, like I never even saw like the new Bill and Ted movie because I wasn't even going to mess around. Like I don't even want damage in my head, you know. But um, yeah, I didn't watch that either. I love the Goonies, uh, One-Eyed Willie, you know, uh, you booby guys. traps, booby traps, you know, and uh, yep. it, it just if you never saw the Goonies, then there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. Oh, it's great! It's an adventure movie, and it's funny, and it's got action it, it, in it. It's great. They can make they can make a ride out of that and. In the like Universal Studios or yeah, some shit. Sure. Hmm. Let's keep on rocking, brother. Right on. I love that fucking movie, man. I love Grease, man. I can't help it. It's it was one of the staples of my music growing up. I was like three binge watching that movie over and over and over again. You know, that in Star Wars. Imagine that, you know, like in the McCusker household. One VCR tape was of Star Wars, the other VCR tape was Grease. We just went back and forth. I love Star Wars. I don't love Grease, but that's okay. I love the 50s, though, man. I love that whole, you know, that time period. So I always love American Graffiti. That had a rocking soundtrack. You know, anything to do with the 50s, I'm all about, man. I like I like 50s music a lot. I just, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of musicals and just in general, but, you know, it's all good, man. That's why music is so awesome. There's something for everybody. Always, always, always. Let's keep on moving, brother. Yeah, something else that's maybe kind of in that same theme. I love that movie, man. That the wonders. you do. The Oneaters. I wonder if there's enough, like, if you could do an episode on songs by fictitious bands, right? Like that uh, Sugar Sugar by the Archies, and you got this, and the, uh, monkeys. the monkeys, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure put we can figure something out. Put it on the out. list. Yeah, yeah, man. Put it on the list. 
Now, this next song is from a movie that was very important to me growing up. I don't know to you, Bruce, but um, I think this song could speak to everybody. And rainbows have nothing to hide. Magical, man. Hey, everybody could use a little bit of that song in their lives. I think so. The Muppet movie is just something magical. Just, you know, our super fan Priscilla has never seen the Muppet movie, man. Like, I know. That's what I said. But Jim Henson was an amazing, amazing director inventor screenwriter songwriter he did it all you know and and, it, and i can't stress the level of saying inventor you know he just he he revolutionized something he made like puppets real like dude the fucking muppets are real i'm sorry and we <laughs> talked yeah we've talked for months about trying to do an episode on yeah the music from the muppet show either the artists that go on there or the songs that the muppets sing right they were i don't know just, uh, like, it, that's gonna be like four hour episode man i love it. <laughs> and it and all those muppet movies are great i love muppets take manhattan they have a song and that's a fucking heartbreaker um it's time for saying goodbye it's not on spotify either which is annoying me but you know that's a heartbreaker. So Steve, uh, everybody is, should know this one. Everybody should know this one. You've got a friend in me when the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Or you got a friend in me. Yeah, you I don't believe that that movie is almost 30 years old. I believe it, man. That's some, still, toys, that's some Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story is the greatest, greatest, man. I still have a Buzz Lightyear in my in my house. You know, like, you got to keep that inner child inside of you, man. There's, you know, that's so important. That's the problem with people, man. They get old too soon and smart too late. But you're seeing how cutting edge, man, that technology is. I just said, I just, I looked it up. I clicked on the song and it says that the soundtrack came out in 1995. It's like, holy shit, man, that movie is 30 years old. That technology, you know, that, that kind of ended a lot of those 2D uh, Disney movies. Crazy. It kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the animation of it changed the game. Like, Disney stopped doing like flip animation, we'll call it, with like drawings. And they just went computerized. And, you know, I kind of miss the flip flip page animation movies like Aladdin, you know, or even sure. even like <clears throat> it was kind of even like when I think the best is uh, the Beauty and the Beast. 
that's a beautiful movie. Well, like, even though, I mean, the old ones, like from the thirties were still like, those had big soundtracks in them too. Right, like oh Snow yeah. White Mary Poppins. And, and, yeah. Right. Oh God. So many Snow White, Lady and the Tramp, uh, Peter Pan, uh, God, uh, Fantasia. Mm-hmm. You know, the list sure. is, yeah. we can sit here and go on and on and on to, all the way to Disco Disney, you know? Like, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, speaking with those themes for, you know, like old soundtracks from really old movies, I mean, God, this is, this was one of the biggest, oldest soundtracks. It's almost a hundred years old. Oh my I mean, it's like eighty five years. It's like eighty five years old. What a great movie, Wizard of Oz is, man. You, you don't even have to say what movie it's from. It's right. Yeah, everybody recognized. knows what that one is. And the thing that amazes me, it's generation after generation finds it. And all the like specifically little girls find Dorothy and they and, and they identify with it right away. No matter what generation goes by. You know, Dorothy's always going to be a thing. Sure. I love the Wizard of Oz. I don't know. I love the dark side of the moon. Wizard of Oz. Tie time it up. I mean, the Wizard of Oz is timeless. I said it's it's one of the first. Yeah, I mean, if you're not into film, it's probably one of the oldest movies you, you'll watch unless you go looking for movies from that era on purpose. Yeah. Like right? what, it's still, that it's gold, still Gone with the Wind is another one. Of yeah. Them. Like right. of that time period. Sure. Hmm. Golden age of movies, man. Yeah, and it's fun to, it, I mean, it's movie just fun to watch every once in a while just to see how far technology has come and production and colorization and everything. You can't beat the classics, though, man. Like, sure. I can, I can watch The Wizard of Oz and sit down and go, oh, my God, look at the color scheme they used in the background scene. That That's what I look at. Yeah. You know, like, sure. How do they come up with these colors? You know, what do they, what chemicals do they mix and put it on their faces and get skin <laughs> cancer from it? Right, the Tin Man <laughs> getting ill from the stuff they had to put on his face, and and the 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 Wicked Witch, she had sure. an issue. She caught yeah. on fire. Yeah, I don't know. Let's keep on going. That story, that, yeah, that song is not held up very well. <laughs> no, but the movie's great. Never Ending yeah. Story is a great movie. I never noticed that. I never knew that that song was sung by the lead singer of Kajagoogoo. Oh, I never knew that. 
Yeah, see? You learned two somethings tonight. We're here to educate and entertain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie, I mean, shit, that part where the horse dies has got to be the it's most traumatizing. Yeah, people our age were eternally scarred from that. Uh, great movie. Uh, when the uh, At the end, when he chases the, the boys with the the big dragon. Yeah, with the Falcor. Yeah, yeah, Falcor. Yeah. Great. Love it. That was always the movie, man. When I was staying home sick from school, that was always yeah. what, what I'd dig out the VHS tape and I would watch. Oh, yeah. And the little princess girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. Good stuff. Yep. I think it's time to get a little punk rock. We need to play more Ramones on this show. I don't care Every how much show we play, we play the Ramones. Yes. Right. You ever see Rock and Roll High School? Yeah. Yeah, it's not really good. No. <laughs> no, but the Ramones were really good. I mean, they're in it a bunch of times, and it, it's so hokey. I, I will watch it, you know, if it's on. I'm like, how many times do you get to see Joey Ramone on cable? You know, it's like <laughs> good stuff, though. Uh, they're one of the greatest bands ever. Uh, we've we talked about them a bunch of times, and we always say that they they were they were awesome. They they just revolutionized pure emotion, pure aggression, pure passion. You can't you when they try to bottle and sell that shit, you can't. Right, but there's like a uh, there's like a pop sensibility to their music. You know, well, that's like the great were, thing were, about them. They right. had that like fifties sounding right. You know, rockabilly, rock roll, you know, you know, like this next song from this original movie by this original guy. It was Elvis's best movie was Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, I was just going to say that Elvis uh, was making a lot of... There's a period of his career where he was making, just churning out these soundtracks, all the movies he was in, and some of that music is not good. It's awful. That, that kicks ass, though. Yeah, that movie is kick-ass. I mean, black and white. He's trying to be Brando and James Dean. He does a great job at it. I mean, I'm an Elvis kind of guy. You know, I th- I think my nickname is Elvis to some people. I don't know. But you can't go wrong with the king of rock and roll, brother. Yeah, there was at some point where the colonel just had him making movies and making soundtracks, and the movies got worse, and the soundtracks got worse, and some of the stuff is just terrible. But again, that that song is iconic Elvis. Yes, that's the best Elvis. 
Yeah, young, agreed. Young rebel Elvis. You've been on many adventures, haven't you, Bruce? I have. You just came back from Gettysburg, were you? Yeah, wife and I spent a couple of days out there doing some history stuff, and um, it's actually funny because there is in the center of Gettysburg, there's a little town square that has a uh, a circle in the road and I had to drive around it a couple of times to try to get a parking spot. And I kept saying, look, kids, big Ben driving around. Nah, it only comes from one movie. great song man from the Griswolds Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac it's a great yeah. dude everybody's every family has a little bit of the Griswolds in them if you're doing it right definitely the older I get the more I appreciate what Clark Griswold <laughs> was going through particularly when I watch the Christmas uh, National Lampoons oh, but, I, I, I enjoy all the movies all you know during the seasons of the year you know I love the Vegas one. It, it's hysterical. Yeah, they're all funny. All right. I think we had a couple songs left. Let's go Let's out and start fun with shit, man. Let's go to some weird shit. This is a really weird one. I've got to keep control. Jump to the left. If I the right. I love Rocky Horror, man. I was fortunate enough where I, um, in South Jersey, where me and Bruce met. I was from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, and in that town there was the called the Harrowin Movie Theater, and every Saturday night they had Rocky Horror. So. Being underage and going to Rocky Horror at midnight was the shit. And people would bring like shit to throw, right? Oh, yeah. I never went, but it was like a oh, big God. Like, interactive with the crowd. It's great. Dude, everybody should should try out Rocky Horror once, like with a crowd. It's it's I'm so glad that I grew up knowing about it and seeing it and being a part of it. Because you really don't see it around anymore. You know, it's no, I mean, like everybody adds, there's like the dialogues going on, and then the audience has things they throw in the middle of it. And the timing of it is unbelievable. You know, when the wedding scene, everybody throws rice. When there's a raining scene, everybody's got uh, water pistols. Everybody's shooting water up in the air. You know, it's, it's Rocky Horror, man. I never went and saw it, but I always I knew that that was the thing in in the town that it was on every Saturday night at midnight. They would play it. It was great. I was so fortunate to have that in my life. Very it cool. was so weird to be like, you know, like 16, 17 years old 
and having this weird fucking thing around you sure is is is, is almost like culture shock sure sure you transvestite from transylvania <laughs> yep. and i'm 16 years old i'm like what and what <laughs> uh now let's just no, never mind <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's going to it's just called that's called uh sixth grade now <laughs> all those jokes are going to come back right <laughs> right everything has come full circle time is a flat circle all right i think, I think we got, we got one, time for one more one more dude needs no introduction Man. That that sounds so interesting with the headphones on. Yeah. There's no bass in it. There's no bass guitar in that song. Huh. It's unreal. It's like he put a song out that's so weird and uh timeless, I think. It's so yeah, there's so much going on in that song. Like just yeah. again with the headphones on, there's so much stuff. Yeah. I love per I love purple rain. I think that's one of the greatest rock and roll movies ever. Sweet. Sweet. I think that soundtracks, man. I mean, there's a shitload of them we didn't get to. Oh, of I mean, course. You know, we didn't even touch on like above the rim or, you know, soundtracks like that. We just, you know, there's just so much shit. So yeah. much. Yep. But we can only do so much. So, all right. Let's uh, get to the back end of the show. All right. Uh, I got a couple of music news things. First, uh, for Record Store Day, Dave Grohl is teaming up with Anthrax to release a single. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Yeah. All right. Cool. I saw the pictures. Yeah. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters is teaming up with Charlie Benante and Scotty Ian from Anthrax for Record Store Day. The three musicians are releasing a cover of the Bad Brain song Regulator under the name GBI. They're only going to make 3,000 copies, and all of the proceeds are going to go towards the medical builds for Bad Brain's singer Paul Hudson, who has a really rare neurological disorder that produces these really devastating headaches. Um, uh. Bad Brains is cool. Anthrax is cool. Dave Grohl is cool. I'm looking forward to hearing that when it comes out. I wonder if it's going to be like on Spotify or if it's just going to be like record store day only. I'm sure it'll surface on like YouTube or something. Cause I, I doubt I'm going to be able to get one of the 3000 copies no that gets released. Oh, I'm getting one. I'm getting one. Oh, yeah, didn't, you know? one? Oh, didn't you know I was getting one? I'm sure nah. you, I'm sure you will. No, I won't. Uh, you'll find, you'll find a way. You're Ryan McCusker. I never oh, doubt yeah. you. See, you, you build my ego every week and, <laughs> Beyonce went country. Beyonce became the first black I woman to that. debut with a number one. Man, number she one is cashing singer. in. She is cashing in. Her song Texas Hold'em debuted at number one. She has a country album coming out on March 19th. She debuted the song during a Verizon commercial during the Super Bowl. And uh, not everybody liked it. 
John Schneider, who was Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard, said Beyonce and other entertainers entering the country music is like a dog pissing on a tree to try to claim it as their own. Imagine so. what Wailing Jennings would say. <laughs> it's it's okay. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of country I, music. I don't home. care. I could care less. I mean, Beyonce doing country music is a little funny to me. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, like, are they like trying to cash in on everything they possibly can? What? Because uh, Dolly Parton made a rock and roll album. Beyonce has to make a fucking country album. Very well could be. I think it's good exposure for country music to get. Beyonce in it. I mean, Beyonce is incredibly talented. I understand that, but I'm sure there's other women out there that fit the category that Beyonce is getting recognized for. Sure. I mean, dude, there's some awesome female country singers out now, like Morgan Wade and Lainey Wilson and a whole bunch of others. Yeah, dude, I, I heard the Beyonce song. It's totally something like there will be country line there's some country line dance it'll be with that it just I'm sounds sure. like a, it sounds like a dance song but i'm sure yeah all right uh second thoughts i got several second thoughts so mike c and frones buddy of mine that i work with uh he wrote me he said i started to listen to your new episode i love the year in review episodes they're always a favorite i'm still shocked by the death toll of some of the bands from that era like, you know, a lot of those guys had rough going, but hearing it all just brings it all together and is sobering. Pearl Jam stuff and even STP are in pretty regular rotations for me, but hearing that Soundgarden stuff number of years later really brings you back. By the way, you guys were talking about Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band, and do they play that at every, every show? Their set list is different every episode. I say they play it maybe once every four or five shows. They played it when I went to the show at Madison Square Garden in November. They had a bunch of guest jazz musicians with them, and it was tremendous. Awesome. And Yeah, so appreciate that. Mike is the dude, as uh, I mentioned before, that his son had cancer. Couple, like, okay. And uh, his son is, is fully recovered now, which is awesome. So, Oh, congratulations. Yeah, really, really cool, man. Oh, I'm so uh, happy to hear that. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's a good dude, man. God Josh bless. And yeah. Josh from Bullfoot Socks, he said, uh, this episode took me eight hours to finish. I kept having to click off and go listen to some of the music. 1994 is the best year for the second best decade of rock and roll, the first being the 70s. Kick-ass show, as always. I'm already counting down to the prisoner's trip to Vegas in January. P.S. I went to the Pink Floyd tour in 94 in Ames, Iowa. <laughs> Thanks, dude. So, <laughs> see, see, it never ends, bro. It That we'll go to my grave we'll say what do you most regret in your life i'm like i didn't see floyd on the when everybody else went and i didn't go uh uh we got some youtube comments pretzel rod 24 said i have a hot take for you nirvana is the most overrated band of all time fight me no i'm okay. with you <laughs> And then Rod MU2VX on YouTube said, I've been a Doors fan since the early 90s. I'm 44 now. I believe Jim Morrison was a brilliant young man. I believe he wanted to use his rock star status as a stepping stone for his writing and poetry career. Unfortunately, he was consumed by his vices of alcoholism and depression. RIP James Douglas Morrison. So he awesome. thinks that Jim Morrison was a Jim Morrison was a brilliant and not a buffoon. So yeah, that's why we have our show. Thanks for listening, bro. I, I like what he had to say. 
All right. Time for the electric chair where we kill a song for being terrible. And uh, you had something that you brought up last week. When we were talking about music in 1994. And you said the uh, the Shrek soundtrack. And the, we were talking about Hallelujah from Leonard Cohen. And you mentioned the terrible version of it in, in Shrek. And you said that it was Mike Myers. I actually looked it up. And it's not Mike Myers actually singing. It's actually the musician John Cale. For some reason, John Cale's version isn't on the soundtrack. It's the Rufus Wainwright version but it sounds like mike myers singing it that's why i couldn't uh that we can't kill the song we had another song from the shrek soundtrack that we could totally annihilate this song sucks <laughs> so does smash mouth uh remember the, the guy died and nobody or like they took him off the stage they replaced him on stage and nobody even noticed nobody noticed until he died right some oh, people were like, I thought he died 10 years ago. Some people didn't notice. See, the old me and Bruce would say, I wonder if he had the blonde streak in his hair still until the day he died. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, one of the, they're one of the worst bands of the 90s. Like them and, and St. Cloud Posse are like the worst bands of the 90s. Uh, who would win in a wrestling match? <laughs> it's like, I, probably the Juggalos. I have no idea. Oh, Juggalos <laughs> would stab like a, with a shank. Thank uh, you. This song is so <laughs> so bad. I hate this song so much. Uh, I love the monkeys version. Yeah, I just I hate the Smash Mouth version. I hate everything Smash Mouth does. Yeah, it's gonna smash my head. Over Somebody head. told me the world is oh. that I'm an asshole. Like you were singing <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, let's, get, let's get the hell out of here. We sentence you to death. Shrek's a great movie. It's just... Yeah, but, you know... So that's it for episode 79. We only played 30-second clips of the show, but you want to hear all this great stuff. There's a link to the episode playlist in the show notes. Go check out the full versions of all those songs and support those artists. And you can support us by following us on your favorite podcast platform leaving us a review, and telling somebody about us. You can also drop us an email, check out our website, connect with us on social media, or stop by the legendary McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia And if you're in that part of the world. And if you're in that part of the world on May 4th, you can stop in the legendary McCusker's Tavern and see Ryan's band High Street Records per performing. Oh, it's going to be a great time, dude. It's May the 4th be with you. Right So on. it's going to be a Star Wars-themed thing, man. I suggest all of our listeners come down and meet the warden. He'll have at least three Sharpie markers with him to sign <laughs> autographs. And he's saying, Mr. Warden, can I have your autograph? And he's like, oh, yeah. Ball, dumb, ball. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man, that's it. We'll be back in uh, three weeks. We're taking an extra week off because I'm going to spring training for uh, baseball in two bastard. weeks. So I'll be sending you some text messages as I'm uh, yeah, wearing some yeah. flip-flops and, and drinking I'm, a cold beer watching and baseball. I'm freezing in Philadelphia. Stinking Philadelphia. <laughs> but you know what I do in stinking Philadelphia? What's that? I keep on rocking. Peace out. Oh, just a prisoner!